Welcome to the Habits of the Few, where we discuss habits, rituals, and mindset tactics that you can use to reach your version of success. And now, here's your host, Mona Bolsi. Welcome, everybody. My name is Mona Bolsi. I am your host of Habits of the Few, the show where we talk about reverse engineering the psychology of achievement. Today's guest is someone I've looked up to for many, many years. His name is Mark Bell. He's a professional power lifter. Um, he's the owner of super training gym, a former professional wrestler. And this guy has, has squatted over a thousand pounds, bench pressed over 800 pounds and deadlifted over 760 pounds. And, um, you know, he is just someone that I have looked up to for a very long time. It is, it was a complete honor to be able to speak to him today. And, you know, he, he surprised me. He surprised me in, in the most positive way ever. This guy is so insightful, so humble, so thought-provoking to just really helping you think differently um, and, and approach life from a different stance. And I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm just so grateful that he took the time to be able to spend an hour with me and uh, just hop in on this, on this podcast. So, guys, listen, sit back, relax. Get your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, your little cheesecake, protein shake, creatine, whatever it is that you do, and enjoy the show. Thank you. I, that was hard for me. It used to be like upsetting that I wasn't, you know, as a kid, you just want to like blend in. Yeah. You just don't, yeah. you know, and so, you know, being in these special classes and having my friends ask me about why I'm in these classes and I got called names and stuff like that too, um, it, it obviously didn't make me feel very good. But later on in life, that slow pace and that slow tempo ended up being and still to this day is my greatest strength because I'm not afraid to really take my time with stuff uh, as a power lifter to be able to work up to some of those weights I mentioned uh, lifting. It takes forever. It takes so long to uh, do a workout where your working sets and squats is like eight or 900 pounds. I mean, imagine like for someone listening that squats, let's say, uh, 275. Well, they got to squat the bar. They got to squat 95 pounds, 135, 185, and so on. And even that takes some time. So just imagine, you know, amplifying that times eight. And that's like how long it would take even just to get to the main working sets, never mind the uh, rest of the workout. So powerlifting takes an incredible amount of time, even within a given workout. And powerlifting, you need a lot of rest and recovery from your set. So Let's say I was going to do a set of three. Well, that set of three is going to take so much out of me. I have no choice but to rest for five minutes or six or seven minutes in between every single set. And in addition to that, you have to really focus in on recovering. You can only do a, uh, you can only do a squat or a bench or a deadlift if you're going real heavy about one time per week. So you need like six or seven days to recover from it. On top of all that, it takes a really long time to acquire strength. How long does it take to get strong? It takes a minimum of 10 years. That's a long ass time, 10 years. It takes five years to be like kind of prolific and to be good at it and stuff like that. Right. But you right. want that next level of strength and you want to start coming, you know, uh, to get a lot of recognition for it and to maybe break records and things like that. Now we're talking about you probably had about a decade's worth of work. Um, who is willing to put in a decade's worth of work to be considered strong, right? It's not a lot of people are, are willing to do that. Now you can get stronger pretty fast, 
but I'm talking about being like that, that kind of, uh, that next level. And so because I was slow in school, you know, it was something I was beating myself up as, as a kid and something I didn't feel great about, uh, later on, it ended up being my greatest strength. And still to this day, it's something that I can lean on because I'm not gonna, I don't overreact to anything. I'm never too happy. I'm never too sad. Uh, you know, I, I'm not, I also don't follow any of our numbers here at Slingshot. I don't look, I'm not, maybe not your typical entrepreneur. I don't look at like finances. I don't look at those things. Uh, because again, uh, those aren't things that really fulfill me. Those aren't things that like put me at peace. If anything, they might be things that might stress me out more so than anything. Um, yeah. but I, my eye is on, like, I want, I want to feel good every day. And in my opinion, the best way for me to feel good is to help other people feel good. So I try to invest as much time and as much energy as I possibly can into helping out other people with their nutrition, with their training. Everything I do for is for free. I mentioned the gym's free. I do seminars for free. Um, I communicate, you know, I DM people back and forth. You and I were DMing. Um, I try to DM as many people as I can get to. And I just, I'm just obsessed with trying to give people because once we start to attach finances to it it starts to maybe block out a group of people and i don't want to block anybody out i want people to know how to get themselves uh healthy so i feel like you know where i'm at now you know i started out in powerlifting. i started when i was like 12. um i ended up actually doing a bodybuilding show about a year ago um and where i've kind of progressed to though is is i feel like i'm in this spot right now I feel as if I was put on this earth to make the world a better place to lift. And if I'm going to do that, I need to, I need to make sure that I touch people in a way that allows people to um, have enough knowledge to be able to be as healthy as they need to be. And so right now I feel like that's kind of a calling for me is to speak to people uh, quite a bit about, um, like elementary nutrition what i mean by that is something that is like sounds so obvious when i spit it out that you're like ah that makes a ton of sense to do and i i want to give people things that they can actually go and do i can say boom one thing and they go and do it i had a guy just the other day he said um he said you gave me some advice a while back you told me just to eat twice a day and i lost a hundred pounds I lost a hundred pounds from one, you know, one quick thing of advice. Didn't say anything about his macros or his micros or right. anything like that. <laughs> Said eat twice a day and boom, he was on his way. And so I would love to be able to provide people with information um, that allows them to really, truly uh, make powerful changes. You, you do that though. Like, you, I mean, like just so everybody knows, uh, you were mentioning like being humble and you know, mentioning your accolades is that or that, that may not seem like humility, but dude, you, you're humble enough to get on a podcast with a guy you've never met, communicated with me. You, you don't know me, like you just don't, you know, um, you were able to take the time to sit here and do this. <clears throat> not to mention like all the content that you give on YouTube and whatnot. Like I'm not, a, I'm not a professional by any means. I'm addicted to lifting weights. I love to get as strong as I possibly can. Um, it's, it's, I train at four 30 in the morning. It anchors my day. It sets me oh, up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, I I'm obsessed with it. And like, just, I sent you a DM the other day. I said, Hey, I was going through your 30 day free bench training. Cause that video just popped up about setting your lats up and doing the, uh, the slingshot dude. 
my lats were so contracted, I started to cramp. Yeah. It was insane. And then I was so mentally. You just, you put the slingshot on and you were just uh, activating your lats, just pulling your shoulder, your elbows right. back. Right. And then That's I, brutal. and then I just started practicing that with the bench, just 135 on the bar. And I'm like, man, that's insane. You're just getting a, it's almost like a slingshot. I mean, it is exactly that. It's like you're winding up to explode. I was like, I've been benching wrong my whole life. It's, in, <laughs> it's insane. Seriously, that was like my awareness. I was like freaking out. I was like, man. Yeah. When I've gone to trade shows before, you know, obviously when we're at a trade show, we're demonstrating products, you know, and yeah. we're trying to, we're trying to make a sale. Right. But like, People would come in and they'd be like, man, I, something hurts in my shoulder and my bicep when I bench press or something. And I'd say, okay, let me show you how to bench press. And they're like diving their hands into like a slingshot. I'm like, I'm going to show you how to bench press without the slingshot on first because I need you to, to know how to do this correctly. And so I would go over some of the basic skills and, and some of the basic setup of a bench press. And I'd say, okay, now we can put the slingshot on. But a lot of times when I show them how to bench press correctly and I showed them how to pull the weight into themselves and I showed them how to kind of flex their biceps almost as you're bringing the weights down and you're under good control and the elbows are in close to your body your chest is arched up a lot of times they would be like wow like my shoulder hardly hurts at all you know yeah. now that you showed me how to bench I'm like yeah wait till we put the slingshot on it's going to show you how to bench press even with better form it's also going to uh, allow you to handle more weight and you're not going to have any pain at all and they throw it on they're like I, you know, how do I buy it? What do I got to, you know, how much does this thing cost? And so people would be extremely excited, but it's been a philosophy of mine. And I, it's great to have guys like Gary V out there now, yep. you know, kind of backing up some of this information, but I've always been a person to like, give, give, give. I want to, I want to keep giving. And if per somebody wants to purchase something from me uh, after that, then that's cool. You know, that's yep. great, yep. but I'm not yep. really trying. I, I am an entrepreneur. Who doesn't love to make money? Like we all love making money. Right. I want to make more money than I did last month. I want to make more money than I did last year. I want to always see everything, you know, uh, going upward. Right. But I want to help people change their lives. And that's something I, I really do uh, take a lot of satisfaction. I don't get any money, obviously, when I go in my Instagram and I answer some questions on like nutrition and like, Right now, I've been selling people on like a keto style diet and a carnivore diet and even just some of the things that I do that I feel have helped me uh, be on a really good path. And uh, I'm not trying to attach any like monetization. I do have a book on a ketogenic style diet, but like I'm not trying to, you know, uh, court you into this thing where you got to like, you know, buy this program, or whatever. I'm just simply I just want to give you the information because I would love for everyone to be able to arm themselves with enough knowledge to be able to keep themselves healthy, keep themselves strong. Um, and it just, there's a lot of lack of knowledge out there. People are like, man, isn't meat going to like make your cholesterol go through the roof and right. aren't you going to have heart disease and aren't, you know, people are confused and I'd love to, you know, help people uh, be able to understand it a lot easier. I started eating. So I always ate meat. I love red meat. I love bison, buffalo, cow. And I, I started eating more meat and I will say I tried the carnivore diet. I love carbohydrates. I feel just maybe like I'm Lebanese. So like I grew up eating rice and, and breads and yeah. like that. Um, but beans in particular are probably my number one source of mm. carbohydrates, um, black beans and kidney beans in particular. And I just find that my body just sucks them up and, and 
you know, they don't, I don't feel bloat or anything, but I do eat majority of my meals is always a lot of high fat and high, high protein diet. And then, you know, like vegetables and beans are typically, um, yeah. you know, like the filler. Um, yeah. And I think it's, you know, we're in a weird time because I think it's absolutely ridiculous and insane. Uh, you know, for, for you, for you to say that you like rice and beans and some of these carbohydrates, it's ridiculous for me to say, no, dude, you can't have those. Like, right. no, no, you, no, dude, you gotta be keto. Like, what are you doing? Like, I, right. that doesn't make any sense. If you're feeling good and that's the feedback that your body's giving you. And also too, like, dude, we're talking about like rice, we're talking about potatoes. We're talking about, uh, beans. We're talking about like fruits and vegetables it's right. obvious that these things are really good for us. So there's no reason I, I hate seeing the fighting, you know, like yeah. I'm not going to fight with vegan people because I, I'm, what I'm hoping is that I hope everyone's making a healthier choice than what they were doing beforehand. You know, and I hope that right. they, they have the education uh, to, or, or they have the knowledge at least for whatever diet is that they're trying to do the best they can with it. Um, even as far as veganism goes, I don't have a problem with it. Um, I have a lot of a lot of friends that try that do vegan diets and they end up having good results from it. I think as long as you're making sure you're getting in enough like protein and amino acids and stuff, like I don't have a problem with it. And I'm not going to sit here like, what if you um, what if you just love animals and you, and you don't want to be part of harming animals? And then I'm fine. Like, why am I going to try to push my my beliefs so hard on you? All, all I want is for people to be able to obtain the bodies that they want. Right. And I see so many people are unable to, and that's people that are not in fitness. And that's people that are, are in fitness. How many people in fitness do you know? How many people do you see when you go to the gym that like, obviously like getting the body you want can be a twisted thing because you're always going to want more. Right. Your 12% body fat. You want to be eight or whatever, right? Like that's always going to happen. That's not the shit I'm talking about. I'm talking about you see someone go to the gym every day and they're 60 pounds overweight and they don't want to be, they're not happy with that. And it's like, how do we help that person? How do we help that guy? How do we help that girl? Well, maybe turning them onto a vegan diet, maybe that would help. Or maybe they stumble upon a keto diet or maybe they stumble upon Stan Efferding's vertical diet. Or maybe they just try a bunch of different diets out and they find some kind of happy medium between carnivore, keto and the vertical right. diet. So they right. find something that feels good for them. Versus what's out there now and what the, like, the confusion is. Like, I'll tell you right now, from a, from a hormonal standpoint, um, like, w I watched the whole thing on, um, which, that you, that Andrew went through. Um, Sarmageddon. With Sarmageddon. And so, like, <clears throat> like, I love that you guys are putting out so much information. I wish that, that, you know, 20 years ago, I could have found you guys. Because I found out just four years ago that I had, my hormones were all fucked up. I've been on mm -hmm. TRT ever since I was 30. And like, I wish steroids were legal. I wish SARMs were legal. I wish, I wish you can go to a doctor and get all this information and say, Hey, I want to go on a cycle. I want to get this dialed in, blah, blah, blah. And it's still almost, even though it's better now, it's still kind of taboo, right? Where right. it's just like, Oh, you can't like, I'm like, dude, I go get my blood work once a month. Like if I want to boost it up, if I want to get strong, if I want to go on a cycle, I want to be able to do that without having ridicule. Or, you know, like, I'm like, it's my body and I know what I'm doing and I'm being monitored, right. this, that, or the other. So I wish there was more information. And so I just appreciate that you guys fucking do this shit. Like you're, you're really pushing the needle. And it's just, it's just awesome because you have no idea how many kids are so confused. You got 18, 19 year old kids 
that are so confused about what to do, what not to do. And, you know, I've got younger siblings, younger brothers and younger cousins, and <clears throat> you know, they want to, they want to do this. They want to do that. And I don't know enough information about it to be able to guide them. And so it's just like, <clears throat> I usually guide them to people that I respect and I admire and I know that they don't know what the fuck they're talking about, but <clears throat> it's just something that, that needs to be more present. And, and the fact that you guys are bringing this to the world and you're, you're really pushing the needle on all of these topics that need to be, you know, communicated. It's just, everybody's asking the questions, but nobody's fucking answering them. You yeah. know what I mean? So, so many people dealing with uh, anxiety and depression, yep. and there's a lot of people just feeling like unfulfilled. Now and, I've uh, tried mind bullet, but I've, I've had a contact with a guy for wholesale for this stuff yep. for two years. And so I just get boxes of it. So nothing oh, again. Kratom. Yeah. Kratom. Nice. Yeah. 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 Kratom is, yeah. Kratom is fantastic. Yeah. Mind bullet is a product of mine yep. um, that I started uh, about six months ago. You go to mindbullet.com and check more information on it. But yeah, Kratom is, is fantastic. It can make you feel good. It can put you in a good mood. Yep. But what else can put you in a good mood is eating proper foods, having proper nutrition, proper sleep, proper training, and uh, having good relationships. You know, relationships actually is probably at the top of that mountain. Because yeah. if you have, if you got something shitty going on in a relationship, you got a lot of stress going on in a relationship, it's actually going to be hard to function otherwise. It's actually, a lot of times people go through like a divorce and they can't eat. And they can't sleep, right? So yeah. relationships is a huge piece of, of the puzzle when it comes to health. But there's a lot of things that you can really do for yourself uh, that are amazing. Like taking Kratom would be something you would do to yourself. But like things you can do for yourself is like go for a 10-minute walk. You know, these walks can be fantastic and people kind of like, what's this? They just think I'm like an old guy, you know, hit, hitting up these walks. But man, um, I did an hour walk this morning. It felt, felt really good. You're, there's never going to be a time where you go on a 10 minute walk and you're going to regret it. You're going to always feel better after you do it. You'll be shocked at a 10 minute walk, especially if you walk kind of briskly and walk maybe a little bit faster than you really want to. Mm. It will feel like you just had a cup of coffee when you come yeah. back from that walk. Um, I, I saw a saying one time and it said, um, if you're angry or mad or sad and you're just in like a weird funk, they said, go for a walk. And when you're done, if you're still in that funk, walk more. Mm -hmm. You know, walking is really, really therapeutic, and it's, it's, um, it doesn't require a lot of your body. So, it, it, to, in my opinion, it does almost more for your brain than it does for your body. Yes, it will help you burn some calories and stuff, but I think we're always trying to view fitness as like all this shit it's going to do for like your your body. Right. And I'm gonna have bigger biceps and bigger traps and bigger chest, and I'm gonna you know, look like a bodybuilder or whatever. Um, but really, I think that fitness and strength training and walking and all these things, they do so much for your mind. And that is this, that's the kind of stuff that, um, I mean, I get endless amounts of DMs. I'm sure a lot of other influencers on Instagram get them as well. But I get so many people telling me the stuff they lifted through. And we kind of have started a campaign here at Slingshot talking about lift through it because and what i love about that is that now that now puts it back on everybody else you know for a long time here at slingshot um i didn't know any other way to market than to like just show myself using these products because i'm str i'm a strong athlete and so i was like let's do it this way you know 
But now with this campaign, I get to flip it back onto the fans and flip it back onto the people. And I get to give back to people because we're getting so many tremendous stories of people lifting through cancer, people lifting through diabetes, people lifting through divorce, depression, anxiety, all kinds of stuff. And it's just, I have a friend, uh, Jason Khalifa. He wrote a book called the AMRAP Mentality, former uh, CrossFit Games champion, awesome guy, entrepreneur, uh, kicks ass in business. This is how important exercise is to people. And this is how important it is to stay attached to who you really are. Jason has been involved in fitness for a long time. His daughter was diagnosed with leukemia a couple years back. And when she was diagnosed with leukemia, Jason parked his truck at, um, at this hospital that he loaded up with a bunch of dumbbells, kettlebells, bands, slingshots, hip circles, all these different things that he knew he could pull out of the truck mm-hmm. and use to work out. And he would travel to and from the hospital with his wife in their other vehicle. He would go in the parking garage, take stuff out of his truck, and hit up a 15-minute or 20-minute CrossFit workout you know, while, while they were at the hospital. Obviously, like he's attending to his daughter as well. But in those kind of down times, because they were at the hospital nonstop, he was out there exercising. And if he didn't do that, now you might think, wow, like what a nutcase, like that's super selfish. And it's like, no, no, no. He's trying to hold everything together because he knows that if he doesn't do this, that he's not going to feel himself and he's not going to be of use to anybody else. It's my belief that everyone should be lifting. I used to not be of that belief. I used to be like, oh, you know, it's cool, like, you know, do whatever exercise, you know, you want. And, and you know, if you want to, you know, uh, if you want to jog or if you want to mountain bike, do whatever you want. But now I'm, I don't believe that anymore. I think that everyone, especially in the United States with how uh, obese people are and with uh, how unhealthy people are, I really think it's important to lift and beyond just the health of uh, these metabolic diseases that are all very easily controlled, by the way. Diabetes is like a joke. Uh, you can control it in the kitchen in in three months and you can control it with uh, what you eat and how you train very, very quickly and, and get a get a hold of it very quickly. Um, but aside from that, man, training does so much. Like I have never had a day in my I've only had a couple days in my life, I should say, where I felt depressed or where I felt um, and I didn't even know what it was. I was like, what the fuck is this? Because mm-hmm. I've been lifting since I was 12. And so I think sometimes I'm so excited about it and so passionate about it. I think sometimes um, maybe I come off the wrong way, but all I'm trying to do is get people, if I can get people to feel like just one fifth of the way that I'm feeling, I think they would feel pretty damn good. And I think they'd end, end up like you and I and then end up completely addicted to it. Mm-hmm. I, uh, the only times I've ever gotten depressed is when I got really badly injured or really sick. And I couldn't work out. You couldn't out. train. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, I'm not even making that shit up. It's, uh, I don't I know. Got depressed, I got depressed after a bodybuilding show, but that was like, I don't know, it just took took everything out of me. And then, like, I did yeah. the show, and then it's like, you kind of, and that happened to me in powerlifting a little bit, too. Like, you you do a powerlifting meet, win, lose, or draw. Like, you have these kind of, like, weird feelings about it afterwards. You're not sure what to do with yourself next. You don't know what the next goal is. I mean, if you ever talk to an MMA fighter on here, you know, ask them this question, say, is it harder to win or is it harder to lose? And a lot of them, when they think about it, they would say it's harder to win. And then a lot of them would actually tell you that they maybe had about two or three days feeling pretty down and pretty depressed after a victory sometimes. So 
Wow. It's, uh, it's kind of an interesting thing. But yeah, you know, extreme sports and competition can kind of make your mood uh, move around a lot. But I've kept a lot of great stability uh, through just training. And so you're still consistent. Are you still training all the time, every day? We have specific days that you're training uh, to allow for recovery. I, I always, uh, you know, I try to get some form of exercise in every single day. And so, um, and, and I'll, you know, I'll count easy stuff as exercise too. Yeah. Like the 10 minute walks, they count for me. So yeah. um, I probably have been doing that for the last maybe about three years or so. Um, but yeah, it's a day off of like actually lifting, you know, right. in the gym. I probably have about two of those a week. I just, I just kind of do it as it comes. You know, we, we train pretty early in the morning. Um, not every morning is at like 4 a.m., but we do a lot of 4 a.m. workouts or 4.30 workouts. And uh, it just depends. You know, if I, if I get home from like work at like 5 and I start looking at that clock and I'm like, I'm not going to be in bed until like 9 or 10, then it won't make any sense for me to do an early morning workout. I'm not... You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to force it just to, just to have a post for Instagram or something like that. 100%. It's, it's a compromise of your health, you know? And so yeah. while sometimes people really admire the early morning workouts, like, dude, you're a beast. It's like, I'm still getting eight hours, you know, or at least striving to get, mm-hmm. I'm not very good at sleep. It's something <clears throat> I, I should be a little bit better at. But um, if I have seven, seven, seven or eight hours of just lying down, then. Uh, I'm probably going to function pretty damn good the next day. And I, I'm very rarely, it's, it's very, very rare for me to be tired. Like I always, I feel fucking good all the time. And again, that's why, and a lot of it has to do with the lifestyle. A lot of it has to do with the nutrition. You know, I've been doing a low carb ketogenic style diet, um, on and off since like the mid nineties. Wow. I didn't know it was that long. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing it forever back you know, when Dan Duchesne wrote about it in a book called Body oh, Opus, the metabolic diet, the anabolic diet, yeah. like I've been following a lot of those things um, for a really long time. And, you know, they, it's it's an interesting thing. Like, I think that I think that most people that flirt with diets, I think they will eventually stumble upon a, a fairly modest amount of carbohydrates in their nutrition at yeah. some point, like because yeah. as we age, you know, you, you eating five or six times a day the way a bodybuilder does and um impacting you know your kidneys and your liver and your pancreas and just all the organs of your body and your gut lining like just all day every day forever you know uh probably isn't always the greatest strategy but it can probably be pretty healthy as long as you're not overeating and really that's like overeating is probably is, is the most intrusive thing when it comes to nutrition. Like I think people are looking at whether stuff's organic or not. And they're worried about, uh, you know, the vegetables being sprayed and they're worried about like glyphosate and these weird things being on our foods. And they are on our foods. They are in our foods. They're part of our food chain nowadays. And that's kind of the way things go. But the healthier that you are, the healthier that you are. And, and if you are, if you're fit and you're in good shape and you're training, and you're not uh, overeating, those things will matter less and less and less. And so whether you, um, you know, have some processed meat or have some processed food here and there, that'll have a lesser impact on you, the healthier that you are. But the more body fat that you start to accumulate and the more junk that you eat, um, that stuff 
sits on your fat cells and it gets caught up in your fat cells. I'm, I'm not all, I'm not going to get all sciencey with this stuff because I don't even know it, but I just, I just know what I know. And I know that, um, when you're fat, like when, when people are, are, are heavier, um, they're starting to hold on to a lot of toxins mm. and they're starting to really negatively impact the hormones of their body. It takes a long time to start to do that. But I mean, you know, you ever look at somebody and you're like, man, how did they, how did they acquire so much fat in that spot? Like it, it kind of defies, right. it defies the human anatomy. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean or not trying to make fun of people, but like people's hips and their asses and stuff will get so big and so fat that it pushes their arms out to their side right, or even right. starts to push their arms forward. And I see a lot of people walking around and like their elbows are bent, their knees are bent and their body no longer even functions the way that it's supposed to function. I do think that it's okay for some of us to have a little extra baggage on us, but it's ridiculous. It really is. It's ridiculous. America needs to look itself in the face and you need to look at yourself every single day and say like, I, I represent this fucking country and I'm sick and tired of our country being made fun of for how fucking fat we are. Like, let's let's all make a commitment. Let's have some pride. Let's have some, um, let's have some pride for the country that you live in the country that provides all this freedom. There's so many great things to do here. And this is what you're going to do with it every day. You're going to eat like shit and feel like shit and right. kind of feed into this, uh, you know, some of these negative things that you sometimes hear about Americans. It's like, man, let's, let's knuckle up, man. Let's, uh, let's get a little tougher. You know, let, let's have you been to have you have been Australia, Australia, uh, Australia lately? Cause they're coming in a close second. Yeah. I, I know a lot of other countries, <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> have been pretty impacted by uh, <laughs> what we have going on here, you know, in the United States. And it's, it's frightening, man. You know, I, I think that, you know, some simple, some simple things. And let me just back up for a second. Some simple things that people can do, you know, to not to, so they don't lose control. You know, number one is start with exercise because starting outside of the kitchen is going to be easier for you than anything else. Right, starting right. inside the kitchen, it's going to take some time. It might take five years, it might take six years. It's, it's um, yeah, it is tough, man. And it's going to take several months for you to even learn like what to buy and where, you know, and you're gonna have to change a lot of habits. A lot of people just eat out all the time or a lot of people don't do any planning with their eating. And it's, uh, that is a huge, a huge no, no, you got to start to plan. So start with, start with some walks, try to implement two or three, 10 minute walks every day. Second thing I would like for people to try to do is just try to be a little bit more mindful. And what I mean by mindful is you hear this kind of stuff all the time, but start to, start to have a plan for your nutrition and I don't care what plan it is. It can be whatever plan you want it to be. Um, but just have a plan and start to think, okay, tomorrow I'm going to be there and there and there. Right. Okay. What's my food going to look like for that day? You know, should I prep some meals? Should I hire a meal prep company? Um, you know, like, am I going to bring, uh, some hard boiled eggs with me to the office or, mm -hmm is there somewhere I can get a healthy meal? And if you can't get a healthy meal, then you need to like prep for it. You think about for people listening to this that have children, you never send your kids out of the house when they're real young without some sort of plan for food. When they're seven, eight years old, you're like, here's money for lunch or here's your actual lunch. You know, you, you have like an exchange. Oh, you're going to stay at a friend's house afterwards. Why don't you bring a little extra food with you? Or maybe 
you know, yeah. take a little extra money in case you guys go to the movies or whatever. But as adults, we don't ever think about it. We just leave the house every day. We have this, we have this uh, idea in our head that we've been talking to ourselves about for months. Man, my doctor's on me about losing weight and, and I should lose weight for like my wife and stuff too. And I should be healthier. And then Monday morning rolls around and just boom, it's all swept underneath the rug again. And, and you, you don't think about it anymore because you're go, 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 go. You're on the go. You eat a piece of toast for breakfast with a, right. uh, with a coffee with sugar in it. And then you're just, you know, you're, you're back at it again and you're, you're on the road and you didn't, you didn't, uh, you didn't prep any food with you and you're making bad decisions at lunch and the same bad decisions are happening over and over and over again. And yeah. so just be more mindful of it. Just pay attention to where's this food going to come from? Here's another thing that drives me crazy. I just thought about this the other day. People get into relationships and they gain like 20 pounds. They gain oh, yeah. like 30 pounds. Yeah. And it's like, wait a second. You're in love with that person? Like that's the person, that is the person that you dig the most out of everybody you ever met in your life. You dig that person the most. Yep. And now you're going to become less attractive because you're with them. That doesn't make any sense. No. You, you should be motivated. You should be like, you know what, man? Like, this is awesome. I found this girl and she is so awesome. And this is going to be cool. I hope we spend the rest of our lives together. I'm going to get fucking jacked. Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. that should be the kind of conversation yep. that you're having, you know, rather than, rather than like, just, I, I understand like you're enjoying good times together. Right. I'll be having some drinks and, and things like that. But, could your life look similar to that? It sure could because you could stack up five days, seven days where you eat pretty damn good and then you still enjoy those meals uh, with your significant other. You still enjoy a couple of drinks and then boom, you get back on track again. Yeah. So you could still do all those things. Yeah. But start out with some exercise, you know, and, and make sure you're uh, just being a little bit more mindful of your food. Get in eight hours of sleep. Get in a gram of protein per pound of body weight. And then whatever the fuck you do from there, like, you know, you can start to, you know, research it more yourself and look into it more yourself. You can also try some intermittent fasting. Like fasting is, it, it's not hard. Like just don't eat. A lot of people need to just spend more time not eating. They spend way too much time uh, eating and they spend way too much time thinking about, you know, the next place they're going to go to, you know, you're at lunch and you're already talking about like where you're going for, <clears throat> where you're going for dinner now. I did say it's important to plan, but these are like not good plans. These are like going from, you know, eating a burrito at lunch to going to McDonald's later for dinner or whatever. Yeah, right. Oh, I'm having Chipotle. It's, it's, it's going to be fine. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I did want to ask. Um, so I think intermittent fasting is one of the best things that you could do. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I do it on the on non-training days. <clears throat> and um, it just works great. My body, I feel like, resets itself. Um, I did want to ask, you've got some products right now on your desk there, some keto products. Do you mind me asking what those are? Oh, yeah. These are from a company called Perfect Keto. Um, I have a keto, like, nootropic, and there's um, an electrolyte thing, which is, you know, the electrolytes are huge. Basically, yeah. it's just, uh, salt, potassium, and things like that. Yeah, they're they're, um, they're very critical when you're on like a low carb diet or we were talking about fasting. Like if you're going to fast, you're going to probably need some salt in your diet uh, to make sure that you're holding on to like correct amount of water. A lot of people will feel like crap when they cut carbohydrates out or if they try to fast. They'll be like, man, I was super dizzy in the gym. 
normally it's it's from uh, lack of uh, electrolytes. But yeah, Perfect Keto. It's a company uh, I'm friends with uh, with them, and um, they have they have good products. You know, like if you're on a ketogenic diet, it's kind of hard to get like a snack. You know, it's hard, yeah, and you have uh, they have uh, protein bars and things like that. They have a um, a keto uh, what's it? It's a cookie dough. They got a cookie dough flavor one. They got a cinnamon roll. Just, you know, it's just snacks. Um, but what I try to teach people too is like, even those, even those things like snacks are, are snacks are shit, you know, like you, you really need to adapt, adapt. The bodybuilders have it right. Bodybuilders, they just eat their meals. Bodybuilders don't snack. Yeah. And I think that if you want to have the body that you deserve and you want to have, a, 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 you want to start to lose some weight and make some progress probably one of the better things you can do is I hate taking stuff away from people, yeah. but I think in this case, it's like the right thing to do. You, you got to get snack. It's not, it's not a good option for you. And also when you eat snacks, it's a double negative because you ate something that you shouldn't have eaten. And you probably, you know, you, you probably ate something sugary or something just processed. That's what snacks are. They're almost always like processed. Food. I'm not talking about like eating an apple. <laughs> You know, I'm talking about or nuts or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm talking about like you know chowing down on like you know a bag of Doritos or something yeah, like that. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, and and also just like sodas and shit like that. Like those snacks, they're gonna take up room in your stomach for otherwise healthy food and healthy nutrients. I mean, you could you could spend the real estate in your stomach on something much better for yourself that's gonna help. Uh, build muscle and by helping to build muscle you're going to be ultimately helping your body to burn more calories burn more body fat over periods of time you know must having more muscle mass on you sometimes some people are like well i don't want to get like you know too muscly or too jacked but most of the time i mean it's really really hard you know hard is yeah i know <laughs> you know how hard it is to gain muscle like you're not gonna be like you know super uh super bulky or whatever the way people the way people think you know i think a lot of women are that way too yeah but having more muscle mass on you is going to allow your body uh to re- allow your body to really you know burn up these calories every single day rather than you going out seeking out how am i going to burn these calories for the day your body will automatically do it for you when you have muscle mass on you so you can think of you know, building up muscle mass as like forever putting your body on like a treadmill because now that you acquired, you know, 10 more pounds of muscle over the course of a few years, um, your, your metabolic rate has increased. You now have more demand for more food. So if you like food, it makes sense to really try to build up that muscle and have your body work for you. Now, do you, do you prefer like a specific meal frequency, you know, two meals a day versus like eight, that kind of thing? Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know how much that really matters. And I don't know, like, uh, but, but what's worked well for me is to, is to have an a schedule. And yeah. so like I've done, I've done a bunch of different ways of eating. I've done a bunch of different styles of eating. And for me, my schedule is normally, um, I normally have like a bulletproof coffee, which is just coffee with butter and like MCT oil. Now there's nothing really magical about, you know, having a fat cup of coffee, a coffee with a bunch of fat in it. Um, however, that helps prevent me from eating until like two or three o'clock mm-hmm. and I'll eat at like three and then I eat again at like seven and then I'm, I'm usually done for the day. 
Um, I don't do that every day. Not every single day looks that way. If I have a day where I'm home a lot more um, and not maybe so much in the office, maybe uh, I won't have much of a schedule because sometimes it's nice to kind of like throw away the book and just not adhere to anything in particular feels nice kind of you know let let your let your hair down so to speak mm-hmm. um but i do think that it's important for most people to try to follow some type of schedule you know as i said for myself i predominantly eat twice a day and there's room in there for me to like move things around there's room in there for me to try you know a third meal or whatever um but i try to eat about twice a day i try to eat within a certain window um some days like if i just want to cut and i want to try to lose weight a little bit more i might cut out the uh the uh, bulletproof coffee in the morning because it just has extra calories i really don't need them but like i said it does help me to kind of um get to that meal that's at like three o'clock it helps keep the hunger away helps keep some of the cravings away um so if i want to like just change things up a little bit i might ditch that um but i i think that something that everyone should get on board with is, is this idea right here is that, or, or two principles. And I, I was talking about bodybuilders, bodybuilders have it right because they don't care if it's breakfast and they don't care if it's dinner. Like they're just going to eat whatever they're, whatever they're supposed to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of bodybuilders will wake up in the morning and, and they'll eat like oatmeal and stuff like that. But a lot of bodybuilders also, they'll eat like tilapia and rice and it'll be like 8am. They don't care because breakfast is like a made up, breakfast is like a made-up thing i mean right, you're breaking right. yes you're breaking your fast and that can be done at any time but it can also be done with any food think about how asinine it is that doesn't make any right, sense right donuts pancakes muffins for breakfast like why I know. can't they fucking be eaten at any time right I like meat and eggs in the breakfast <laughs> yeah yeah right it's yeah like- meat yeah meat and eggs and i think most people like a lot of people would be turned off if you said hey like you know here's some chicken breast for breakfast they'd be like huh like their palate, their I'm sorry, their mind is not ready for it. But like your your body wouldn't your body wouldn't be like, oh, we got to reject this because it's not pancakes and it's not right. You know, or, or if you ate pancakes at 8 p.m., your body wouldn't be like, oh my god, we got to shit all this out because <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you doing to us eating pancakes this late at night? So yeah. only for the morning, right? Yeah. yeah. And so uh, I think that adopting that idea of like all your food options are open to you at all at all times pretty much and then also um you know bodybuilders they eat on a schedule they sometimes literally will eat on their clock and i think it would be a good idea for people to schedule their meals whether you have four meals a day or six meals a day or three meals a day or two meals a day you you should have an idea of when you're going to eat and what are you going to eat a lot of people i think are starting to learn quite a bit about what they should eat um, but people are very, very uh, uneducated about how to eat. They, they're confused on like, so that because they don't know how to eat, because they don't know the how, mm-hmm. um, they don't know how to implement the why. Like they don't understand, you know, how, how am I going to live my life this way? I've talked to alcoholics before and they said, I could never envision my life going to a party without a drink in my hand. Like yeah. I always had that, you know, that I'm like, how am I going to enjoy the rest of my days on this earth without this thing that I love so much. And I think we think about food. I think people are kind of thinking the same thing. Like, man, I don't want to, yeah, I would love to lose 30 pounds, but how am I going to, you know, how am I, how, how is that going to actually look for me? How would I execute that? And they don't understand how actually easy it is. 
There's more personal trainers. There's more gyms. There's more meal prep companies. There's more healthy options in front of us today than there's ever been before. And so it's easy to sit there and cry about it and say, oh my God, there's you know so much access to so much junk food. That's actually a true statement. There's probably more yeah. access to junk food today than there's ever been. But the flip side is also true mm -hmm. because while America has done a great job at getting us sick and profiting off of that, there's people on the flip side who are like, hey, we can make money on the other side of things because everyone's got diabetes. So let's, yeah. start, let's start a keto company, right? Yeah. And so like my friends over at Perfect Keto, they're able to cash in on that or companies like Bulletproof Coffee. You're going to see more and more of these keto companies popping up because General Mills and these other giant companies, these other giant conglomerates are conveniently making everybody so sick. I mean, it's, it's true. But I mean, at the same time, you were saying like, there's so many, like you could walk into a grocery store now and they've got meal prep stuff where you can order or you can pick up directly in the store, like a Whole Foods, a new season, Fred Meyers, even you can walk in and, and you can have that healthy option, pretty inexpensive too. If you think about yeah. it over the grand scheme of things. So we, we do have that availability. We do have that access. I do want to end with this. Yeah, you get something that you can microwave in like three minutes. Right. 100, 100%. Uh, I just want to ask you one one last question that just kind of will we'll point the direction there. What what are um, most of the audience is, is, is males and they're generally between the, 20, the age of 22 and 27. And um, obviously they follow the channel because they're trying to strive for something that maybe is out of reach for them right now. Maybe it's something that they weren't born rich. They, they didn't have the availability of access to things. What would be a few things, one or a few things that, uh, that, that, that you would advise them that can help kind of break the stigma of you can't get out of your own circumstance and you can't achieve this if you do this, that, or the other, what's just something that maybe you would think that would be beneficial to them. I know it's such an open-ended question, but um, I like everybody's response to this question. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah, I think, you know, um, taking uh, taking responsibility, you know, and uh, wear it as a fucking backpack and, um, you know, not only load up your own responsibilities in that backpack, but take on everybody else's too and 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 fucking go through it. You know, work, work your way through it, work your way to a point where you can just handle a lot and where you can um, you can be a, you know, kind of like thermostat for everybody else you can provide energy to everybody else and you can be a good positive uh strong impact on other people you know when i think about you know um i start to think about you know what what are some things that are facing a lot of people today and i think that a lot of times it's easy to push things off on other people or it's easy to push things off on oh man you know you know it's easy to blame the president or it's easy to blame right social media it's easy to blame uh, your school that you're in it's easy to blame your parents but does that do you any is that going to get you further ahead um it, it might be okay to recognize and say you know what i do have shit parents or i am in a shitty circumstance that's actually probably a healthy thing to right. recognize that and to point it out but you point it out once and then the next thing you do is do something about it and so load up these responsibilities, uh, throw them on your back like they're a backpack and, and start walking with them and start making some progress. Try to figure out how are you going to get yourself to a point where you can handle more? Because when you think about 
the people that we admire uh, the most in this world, they're able to seemingly handle a lot without it, without it bothering them. Right. It kind of appears as if they're spinning uh, all these plates and none of the plates are, are crashing and landing on the ground. Um, but really it's, it's just because they built up the volume, they built it th up the capacity to handle that amount of work. And the more that you do, the more that you can handle. And that's why I share this message with people often is do more, be more. Like if you want to be more than you were yesterday, then all you have to do is do a little bit more. All you have to do is be a son a little bit more, be a father a little bit more, be a mother a little bit more, you know, lean into your diet a little bit more, lean into your training a little bit more, sneak out an extra rep, see, sneak out an extra set. It's going to be worth it. You got to, you got to fight for it. It's all sitting right there. And if you think about some of the people in your life that you admire the most, you think about, you know, like I can think about like my grandpa, like my grandpa would smoke me. My grandpa was like, he was a beast. He built his own home. He built his own car. He, you know, fixed up cars uh, for a living and stuff. And he was a, like just an absolute beast when it came to being an entrepreneur back before anybody was ever like uh, talking about some of this stuff. So think about like, who is that person that you put up on a pedestal and what, uh, what traits do they have? You know, what traits do they have that make them uh, somebody that you really admire? And then just go ahead and try to copy some of that. Mm -hmm. and try to copy that as a um, as kind of a blueprint uh, for yourself but what you'll notice is once you start to put stuff in motion and once you start to really work sometimes I mean sometimes it can be very difficult to figure out what the hell am I going to like work on right um, and that might take a while but the, the the easiest way to stumble upon that is to find out the shit that you don't like I mean, what is what are things that you don't like what are things you don't like to do what are characteristics and people that you don't admire maybe that would be an easier maybe you don't have a good role model in your life um my dad has always shared with me uh that uh, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not and so once you start to once you start to say okay i'm not a fitness professional and you say okay well i'm not i don't want to be a strength coach they say, okay, well, I don't want to be like a writer. Uh, I don't really like to read that much. I really don't like music. Like you can start to look at these things and be like, I don't like any of that shit. <laughs> then what you can start to land on is maybe you land on stuff that you just hate a little bit less than everything else. Yeah. And you start to find some things and, you, and maybe when you start to push into that a little bit, maybe you'll find some enjoyment there. Maybe you'll find some reward. I had John Berardi on our podcast recently. He sold his company for like 160 million dollars or something it's just a nutrition based it's an online nutrition company it's like that's ridiculous just teaching people how to eat but that's what he's passionate about that's what he that's what he found out he uh he truly loved and and you know somebody might somebody might think like it's got to be more complicated than that it, it doesn't it doesn't have to be any more complicated than that you can find out you know what you really love to do having something that you love to do is going to be important because you're going to you'll be able to put the uh the time into it right now but I, I really just strongly recommend for people that are struggling and having a hard time we talked about scheduling your food and you'll hear Jordan Peterson talk about this kind of stuff often too you know set a schedule for yourself like if you're like if you feel lost then then stop being lost and start putting yourself in spots that you're familiar with and set a damn schedule for yourself because if you're kind of floating around you're maybe you're just out of college or maybe you're, you know, in between jobs or whatever, 
you still you still have responsibility to carry out and you still have a lot of things you need to do on a daily basis so make a schedule like make yourself work make yourself do some stuff um figure out who's in your circle who do you know like who do you know that that has made money in this space or you know take someone out to uh eat that's successful i'm sure you have an uncle or an aunt or you got somebody some somebody that you know is kicking ass in something that you might like maybe you like coffee so maybe you take out the uh the owner of your favorite coffee shop that you go to buy the guy buy the guy a lunch you know even if you don't have the money for it really because that guy is going to share with you the information that can uh change the the rest of your life and just you know figure out a way to build up some momentum put one foot in front of the other and once you start doing that and once you start to really push this load around people are going to be congratulating you people are going to tell you great job people are going to tell you hey man you're doing awesome and you're going to pick your head up and you go huh because you were so hard at work and you were working so hard at this one particular thing you didn't even realize that you crossed the finish line but everybody else is going to be there to inform you of it you didn't even realize that you were going to cross the finish line but everybody there is ready to inform you i don't know just how incredibly simple and basic Mark made it for everybody to understand that success is really simple. It's, it's really a combination of habits and, and, and discipline and focusing on the one thing that you want to do. He, he just said it so eloquently. So with so much humility and just plain, simple understanding. Um, I just want to thank him again so much for for doing the show today i hope you guys found something of value i'm sure you have i found several myself um it, it was an absolute privilege um to have him on the show and hopefully we can get him back on for for round two maybe in the next next year or so so thank you again mark thank you everybody for listening for tuning in uh please if you guys have any requests for who you'd like to have on the show um you can reach me at uh, at mona Bolsi official or at mona Bolsi on pretty much any platform. Uh, shoot me a DM, tweet, message, whatever the case. Uh, you can email me, mo at monabolsi.com, habitsofthefew at gmail.com. And uh, I'd like to, I'll reach out and get, get uh, do my best to get whoever you guys request on the show. Thank you so much. I hope you have an outstanding week. Have a great one.